Right, guys, welcome to my brand new podcast, True Story Bro. And this is the very first episode. Now, I've got a few guests lined up already for this, but there's only one person and one person only that I would have had as my first guest is the man, the myth, the legend, Jerome, the most mechanic <laughs> sharer. Now, this guy is a local legend around these parts. I do not know anybody who has a bad word to say about this absolute machine. Um, <laughs> I've probably known Jerome, was it two years, Jerome? Three years, maybe? Three now, mate, yeah. I think three now. So I first yeah. I first took notice of Jerome when Ultraflex in Normanton opened and there was this guy in pretty decent shape doing some sort of weird backflip handstand press-ups on, <laughs> on a pull-up machine. And I'm yeah. thinking, this guy's in decent nick, but why is he upside down on a lap pull-down? Like, just, and you did you, you had some muscle mass, but not loads of them back in the day. You weren't a bodybuilder, were you? you no, I wasn't. Like, I wasn't. A bit of a functional, weird, cardio, mad guy. Uh, but yeah, he was just a guy who was upside down in the gym, and we, we just started chatting, started training a few times together. We prepped. So we'll go into this in a little bit more detail later, but we basically we prepped for a show together. Um, I think that's probably when when we got pretty close. I would say, yeah, um, that's it was, man. Yeah, yeah. That prep, we shared a lot of we shared a lot of muffins and a lot of downtimes, a lot of uptimes in there in that 16, <laughs> yeah, right. 20, sixteen twenty weeks. Um, yeah. And then since then, obviously, Jerome's become probably one of the leading coaches in our area. Um, he's got a lot of coaches that look up to him. He's really taken on. Again, we'll go into this in a bit more detail later, but he's really taken on. Um, his, his coaching side of things in the last couple of years really seriously um, not just with his bodybuilding but he also trains people in different ways to a lot of other people and he's kind of looked at for for new methods I would um, I would say so I'm going to pass it over to Jerome just to introduce himself who he is what he does um, and then we're going to get into a little bit about mindset um so over to you, Jerome. Introduce yourself to our listeners, please, would you? Well, firstly, mate, I'm not going to take that people think I'm a legend. That's that's a bit much for me. Nah, but... Come on, man. <laughs> I just, I, I think, like, what happened was I, I left the military and I didn't really know what, what I was doing. So, like a lot of us do, we do a PT course. Yeah. And I went to work at Ultraflex, you know, and I was doing reception and I met the guys there. And for me... I just thought everybody wanted to join the Marines. That's what I thought. <laughs> and you quickly realise that nobody wants to join the fucking Marines, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, like, when I was in Oddflex doing all that weird stuff, you were like, you should, you should send me um, tags of my story going, why so weird? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we, that was our tagline. Why and it became, so weird, it became like a running joke, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why are you so weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone used to look at it didn't even think, why is that guy upside down on that tricep day? Everybody used to think that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you um, know what? Like, everybody in there was so welcoming, you know? I didn't know really know anybody. And you were all so welcoming to me, mate. Yeah, you, you were from Leeds. You well, you're live in Leeds, don't you? You're from yeah, Leeds and that. Yeah. Kind of, Back in the day when it first opened Ultraflex, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time there now, but it was very, it's a nice environment in there when we had guys like Ollie and Matt and obviously you and me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was sick there, wasn't it? So yeah, that's that's basically where we uh, where we all started thinking how weird you were. But yeah, tell us a little bit about where where you are now and what's um, and what you're doing now, buddy. Yeah, so now I'm I'm working at One RM, uh, Ricky Moore's gym, and I am. Um, Mostly doing one-to-one coaching. Mm-hmm. COVID's kind of forced me to have a online client, so I've got one online client. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but I'm not an online trainer. I just want to say that yeah. straight away. That's not what I do. So I'm quite yeah. uh, personal. You know, I take clients on that are just average guys usually that want to be pushed to a different level and do things that they don't expect to be able to do. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I think. <clears throat> when I went away and learned about what people actually need 
and what I can give them and you understand who you are as a person and what you can project onto them, it, you end up getting results. And people want to hear the truth. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I spent too long not really being myself and trying to be somebody that people wanted me to be. And I just thought, you know, fuck that, mate. That's not who I am. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's where you sorry just to jump in at I think yeah. that's where you where you differ from a lot of coaches and, and me as well your your success rate of your clients is so high like so you don't do loads and loads of clients so you're not a high no, numbers guy no, no. but 99% of your clients succeed like your success rate is literally almost every single time because of how much you drill into them. And if they don't want to work that way, you're yeah. happy to sack them off you, aren't you? You just, yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of your way or the highway with your clients, which obviously is some people, some people don't like that, but you, you don't mm-hmm. want to coach those type of people anyway. You, no, you? Mate, no, no. I put them on probation now. You got two weeks. Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got two week probation. <laughs> two week probation and you're yeah. gone. Do you know what? In two weeks, in two weeks, if you can't do a mask and you, if you can't get out of your bed in time, if you can't turn up on time, and you can't do a simple thing, then two weeks, you're not going to do it in two months. So we're yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, obviously, the first couple of weeks, you might have, you should be high, so you should be nailing everything for your, mm-hmm. for your first two weeks. And if you can't do it in your first two weeks, then it's it's pretty much game over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't so, kill them with well, kindness, Joe. Torch them with success, mate. That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> I like that, man. No, I've actually, I've seen you, um, I can't remember which client it was, but I've seen you... Um, <laughs> Try to wear, try to make one of your clients. This is back in Oldsflex. Stand on the scales, and I think he flat he refused. And I, I'm pretty sure you turned him away and didn't PT anymore. Yeah, that was um, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, it, was, it, was, it was it was his day to. It was obviously his day due that he was due to weigh in. Mm. And obviously, knew he'd not been very good. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you you just said right on your bike. Um, so yeah, yeah my, my mindset is you you kind of turn. The average man into some sort of machine. It looks like um, <laughs> the, the one. I mean, off the top of my head, Berno is obviously. Yeah, Berno has been a Berno has been a massive one for you. I mean, Berno, I've got to know Berno. I don't know him really, really well, obviously, and I've got him on mm-hmm. social media, and he's um, he he he's made some massive progress over the last. Before he got with you, the twelve eighteen months he was with Ricky, wasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He looked good. Like, it's, uh, he, he's completely transformed how. How he is as a person. He's one of, he, again. He's one of the most motivated people you can follow at minute as well. And he is better now. Yeah, um, he's really starting he, he's, to grow. He's some, yeah, he's putting some really good stuff out there. And you've kind of, I think it's a credit to you. You've kind of took him on to that next level by the looks of it. Um, so go, going into mindset, mm-hmm. just, I don't want to. I don't want to do too much on, on coaching. It's not what this podcast is about. I'm just going to yeah, pick, yeah. pick the best parts of people. So going into mindset. Like we've spoken, I've spoken to you loads. I'm not going to get into COVID either, but I've spoken to you loads over the last year. And mm-hmm. I generally think of myself as a strong person, but if I'm honest, I'm probably not me. I was not as strong as I think I am. I have my down days, me. Well, it's yeah. Well, it's like it is. But I, I never speak to you and think, do you know what, Jerome's struggling? Oh, Jerome might not be all right. Every single time I ever speak to you, I seem to feel better, but you never seem to be in a bad place. Now, is that where has that come from? I'm assuming it's come from your military days, where he, where I've been asked to stay in his houses, and you've been in some pretty bad situations. So it's not, yeah. Compared to what you've seen, this is obviously not difficult. But for some people, this is really difficult, and it's hitting people. So, it, it is your seems to be a positive attitude. Is that? a bit of a front as well are you always like that behind closed doors do you have your weekdays just, just tell me a little bit about your mindset and tell me if you do struggle like what talk to me do you know what so mate the way i see it is i have different states of minds for different times and different periods of my life so i have a different state for when i'm with jess i have a different state for when i'm going to go on the balcony and push the dumbbells up and down I have a different state for my clients mm-hmm. and i have a different state for every point in the day you know there's nothing like yeah. the fear of getting killed that can make you change how you push forward and how you change your mindset completely, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's difficult to go from being in a highly driven, 
motivated, determined unit of men. And then to leave that and welcome to the real world, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, the world I left, people killed people. And, yeah, and that's a fact. It takes less than two seconds to pull the trigger. So you've got to validate what you're doing. But if you validate what you're doing now, you will survive. Because it's not about sitting around anymore and expecting things to be done for you. That's a problem in this society now, 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants yeah. it now. They want Instagram. They want colorful pictures. They want, they want their Amazon parcel tomorrow. They want somebody on Facebook to give them some sort of gratification of they're doing well. They want to yeah. watch YouTube. They want to dream of going to Dubai without sitting down and thinking, you know what? Life is fucking short. You're not promised tomorrow. Everything is easy, Joe. Life is set up to be easy. Mm. You're all living the fucking easiest life you can, mate, but it's not your fault. You you mm. fall into that, mate. You get paid, you save up, you get a pension, you retire, you die. Everything is set up to make you think you're doing the right thing, so wake the fuck up, mate. Do yeah. do something hard. It's, um, I think a lot of people these days struggle to make themselves happy. Yeah, they do. Like you, you're obviously like a, a prime example. You don't, you're not active on Facebook with your personal life or no. Instagram with your personal life. It's and it's not just social media, but I do it. I I, I will post a selfie with no top on because I think I look alright. And if I get loads of likes, I think yeah, I look alright. But that's not yeah. me being happy. No. I can still take that picture and look at myself and think <laughs> I look sick. Yeah, yeah, but. It, I'm the I'm one of the worst for it. Or like, but why? Why? If you think you look good and you've worked for it, why do you need a hundred likes to tell you that yeah. you've looked good? Or if you've bought a new car or if you've done something and you're happy with it, mm-hmm. you don't need anybody else to tell you that you're happy with it, do you? Do you know what I mean? No. Or, and you, you've hit you've we, hit we, a good point there, mate, because it you now gives you that instant access to put something onto the internet. The car that you've you've not owned but you pay for monthly, the watch that you don't own but you pay for monthly, it makes you feel better because people are like, oh, fucking hell, he's doing well. But in the reality of it, that shit doesn't matter anymore. It don't matter, mate. What matters mm. is your family, people you love, your kids, your mum, your dad, your friends, people that will turn around and say, you know what, Joe, you know what, if you phone me tomorrow, Joe said, Jess, I'm fucking stuck, mate, come and get me. I'll turn around and I'll come and get you straight away. That's what matters, yeah. mate. You know what I mean? You need to work at how you're going yeah, to proceed in your life. It's not a game. Life is for a living. Yeah. With, with how it is now, you have to be able to find like your happiness because yeah. you can't go out and do anything. You have to be happy in your four walls at home with your missus. Yeah, you do, yeah. You've got a missus with your kids. Mm-hmm. That has to be your happiness. And it's enough. That That is enough, obviously. I'm with my missus at home and I've got Kobe and mm-hmm. I appreciate that time more now than they probably did last year because you have to make the best of it and you do nice stuff at home like we yeah. we'll get like books out with Kobe and do bits and bats and it's little thing but that is actually more happiness than going out and buying a nice new outfit like material things don't quid, make you happy mate two, two quid on a two quid on a colouring book with Kobe yeah. is better than two hundred quid on a tracksuit for me the other day, the other things, day I saw you know a I mean? story you put on and you're in the car mate and you're driving, like, in your nice car, mate. And yeah, you've got your nice car on, and you're with Cobes, mate, and he just makes you smile. And I just think, you know what? All that shit doesn't matter. Because that in that moment, yeah. you shared something that you're going to remember always. You know what? I have so many moments of realisation, particularly with Kobe now. Mm. Like, I, I, I probably, I think I woke up in a bad mood that morning. I think it was Monday, and I was in a bad mood Monday morning. And I was taking him back to his mum's house, and he likes Disney songs on in car. Mm-hmm. And they were looking pretty sunny. I put his favourite Disney song on and we're both singing and I'm thinking, do you know what? Why am I, like, that? that's life, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, why? Uh-huh. That is more than enough to make my own demand and he's singing some Disney songs in Cow and my son, in it? Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I kind of, I had a, I'm going into me too much, I had a bad day yesterday, just a down day, just, yeah. just more than about anything. But then I speak to Kobe, he ain't got a clue what's going on. He's, he's got no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's just, all he knows is that I love him my missus loves him, his mum loves him, and that's it. Like that's, that's all that matters. And yeah. in the end, 
that is all that matters. And then, it, really? All that matters, mate. You just got to wake up and make the most productive day you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the most so, What's the most important thing you're doing right now? That's my question to you. What's the most important thing you're doing right now? Me? Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, what is it? Being a dad, probably, and a decent partner. I would have thought being a dad. Yeah. And that's that's that is the change because of the Joe that yeah, I knew I three years ago, mate. Might not have said that. No, probably not, mate. No, 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 no probably not. Now you're coming at the world with a stronger skill set. You're getting the small wins that brings that winner's attitude to your life because you believe in yourself more. You yeah. know, you're finding the happiness and the dis- discomfort of the reality of what we're living in. Let's not even get into what we're living in, man. <laughs> yeah, but you know, no, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? That's, that's what's going to make you drive forward. Yeah. Because you're planning things, for daily yeah. happiness. Yeah, you've got. I think you've got to have something mm-hmm. every day that that makes you happy, no matter what that is or how small it is. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. You, you, you've got to have that. So, do, do you ever? I mean, I'm pretty open with you and with, with yeah, yeah, my pals. Yeah. That sometimes I have, I have, I have bad days, me, and I have like, I just think, fuck me, I can't even get out of bed this morning, me, I can't even do this, can't. And that, mine, hands up, mine drag on longer than they should do. To be honest, yeah, I. Like, I can wake up one morning and I get out, I go for my walk and I go see Samuel Castle and I go see Sunrise. Oh. But then, like, one morning I can just lay there maybe for an hour and not even lift the blinds up. Do you do you have them moments or are you an absolute machine that we always see? I don't have those moments, mate. But the difference between, the difference between me and you, Joe, is, and this is a big difference, is the fact that you're very sociable. You know, you have, you have a large group of friends and you're a sociable guy. Mm. I am not really that. I'm comfortable in the fact that I can go and live on my own with Jess, and I don't need to see a lot of people because yeah. I'm emotion. I'm yeah. emotionally cut off from it, mate. And that's just from <clears throat> all those years prior to this point in my life. Being emotionally cut off from what is finding the normal and the abnormal. <laughs> yeah, you're you're. You're very close and open to the people that are close yeah, to you. Right? 100%, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you. And I, I think again that comes from being you're very comfortable with who you are now, and you don't need anybody. You don't need a lot of people to like you. You don't even really give a shit if people like you. <laughs> no, yeah, that's all the side of it. Mate. Long, I don't give as a fuck. As long as long as those that you care about like you and say what you're doing is right, then you're you like literally don't give a fuck. No, don't give a fuck mate. So as long as like Jess. As long as Jess is happy and like those your close yeah. pals are happy with what you're yeah. doing, then that's kind of. I think a lot of people have to try and try and please everyone. I, I guess I, I I do have a little bit of that. I mean, yeah. like I generally, most people I don't give a fuck about. Obviously, I get some shit on social media, man. You know, you're sticking the truth, mate. You're speaking honest, but you've got tell you what, mate, you've got to live black and white. There is no fucking grey, okay? Yeah, you're black and white. If somebody said mm. to me today and says Jerome, your mum's died, I would go. Okay, that's black. My mum's died. White. Move on. And that is an honest truth, mate. Yeah, that's just a mad strong mindset. That that's how I am with mad that. Strong. But then how me and Jess have had this, this conversation recently about the fact that she feels like I don't see her anymore, so I need to... I not see her every day, but she doesn't feel seen, so I need to make more effort and understand that... What? What I, what I, 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 do you have your soft, I can't imagine yeah, you, of course, cuddled up with a blanket and a bag of crisps. What's 100%, 100%, that's, that is my, that, that is my nightmare. I need, I need proof for this. I need some confirmation from Jess. Oh, she'll tell that you. This happens. I, I, I imagine <laughs> you're strictly sat on one end of the sofa. Jess is strictly sat on the other end of the sofa. And like you've got some strict measurements between you and some strict rules about what's gonna happen while this film's on. And Jess follows her when she's done it. She's banished to bed and she don't watch any more of All right. See that first bit that you mentioned about the sofa? That is correct, right? Yeah. That has been correct, right? But the problem with that is that I realise that that's not good. Okay, I can't I can't do that. And I've got to like make you know, wake up and say, you know what, babe, I love you. I hope you have a fucking great day at work, even though you're doing your <laughs> online stuff, instead of just saying nothing. And they are my flaws. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. those huge flaws when it comes to that shit, mate. <laughs> but you're right about the sofa. Yeah, you have. 
Yeah. Have you got a camera? She has her car on you. <laughs> you have your car and she has her car. Dear. So yeah, it's, it, I, 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 I'm trying to think if I've really seen the soft side of you. I don't know if we've not really. Like I say, I, if there's somebody that I need to speak to, I, I generally drop you a voice. Yeah, you do, man. Yeah. It's not a soft side of you, but you're very. You're understanding, but you're not like you don't mollycoddle. Like if I've spoke to you, like you're not like, oh, I hope you're all right, mate. Bloody bloody bloody. It's like like you just said, it's black and white. Mm. This is your problem, Joe. This is what you do. You fucking deal with it and crack on. Yeah, that's and is that mindset? Are you putting that? But obviously, for those listeners that don't know, you've spent a lot of time in military. Is that as a person? Are you like that before you go military, or is that? Molded while you're doing that. Question. So I joined. I joined in 1998, mate. So that's a long time ago, and I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was a soft kid, mate. And yeah, that's definitely drawn into you by joining Marines, mate. That is this. But do do you think you have to have a streak of it in you before, or you just crumble? So when I when I joined up, mate. There were 60 of us that started and only six originals of that 60 passed. And uh, I also looked at the other guys, especially I remember this one guy's name is called Nick Till. He was this big, tall guy, loads of muscles. He could run like fuck. But he lasted two weeks because he didn't have the ability to get up at 4.30 and iron his shoelaces and stand there and get screamed at in the front by Corporal Dodds in the face. He just couldn't stand it. Mm. And I just used to... You know, it didn't bother me. I just think in my mind going, I'm not going back to Scotland. There's no fucking thing that's going to make me go back to Scotland, mate. <laughs> Scotland, that bad. <laughs> I just thought, I need to get the fuck out of that village, man. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't really know what military process, but it sounds like a lot of, like, they're almost weak and weaned out before you start them, really, are they? Uh, they, they wean out the ones that don't want to just continually, continually, it's continuous and it's continuous repetition of everything. And what they're doing is they're taking you from being a civilian to somebody that at the end of the day will kill somebody. That is the fucking bottom dollar, mate. You join the Marines to go and kill people. I'm a very fucking good at it, mate. That's why they they sent us first. I still find it mad when knowing you, when I hear you say sentences like that, like <laughs> but it's the truth. Do, but do you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like a, a lovely bloke, but your trains kill you, aren't you? It's fucking mad. It was just, you know, they were the tools of the trade. And yeah. you become very proficient at it, you know. And the hardest side of it is living that life or death. And about the second tour I did, I just decided, you know what? Fuck it, I accept death. I accept it. Come and fucking get me. That's Come and fucking it. get me, because I tell you what, I'll fuck you up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, it's just like, to hear you speak like that, knowing you're on a personal level, it's just like, that's madness. But again, without getting too deep, do you think as well, Obviously, we, we, you've done a, a one bodybuilding show, two bodybuilding shows, a couple mm. of preps. Um, those skills that you've learned there have obviously transferred over to your discipline in your whatever, don't even matter, bodybuilding training. So you obviously did like functional stuff before. Those disciplines have obviously transferred pretty well into training and there's a lot of guys around now that are ex-military that are really good bodybuilders. Yeah, do you know what? The first sentence was correct, mate. The other, the part when you first met me, I was just fucking around. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then when you introduced me to being bodybuilding and I got more into an understanding that I can like hack squat more than 40 kilos (laughs) when you broke me. (laughs) I understood that like, you got me back a few weeks ago. You fucking broke me, bro. When I remember, I've never been back. (laughs) But God, but yeah, you're right, you're right. Like, it's a sport, isn't it? And what I like about it is the fact yeah. is that it can be repetitive. And it's not very... It's fun, like, I don't think it's boring at all, but it's also very hard. People forget the fact that weightlifting, bodybuilding, or whatever you want to call it these days, it's fucking horrible. 
No, it's a disgusting prep. Is absolutely but, disgusting time, mate. It's horrible. That understanding when you get there to know how horrible it is. But yeah, I think you do. Just from when I did my, I've done about I don't know how many. I've done now. I've done yeah. five or six, me. But and you won them as well. Mate, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll get into that story about me being hostile <laughs> soon. But yeah, I, um, I, I think if it sounds dramatic to say how hard preps are, but if you can get through a full bodybuilding prep, what you can then transfer over into your business, into your life, mm. is is massive. You learn discipline and you learn consistency yeah. and you learn about showing up a day, don't you? Yeah, you're right. And, and then at the end of it, you might get a reward in the in the form of a trophy. You might not, but you do get a reward just by standing on there and going, fuck, I just did that kind of yeah. thing, don't you? Yeah. And, and that, like we spoke about earlier, that is kind of self-happiness. If you don't get a place in, Mm-hmm. But you think, fuck me, I showed up every single day for the last 16 weeks. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. Like, to, the, the show we did together, you you got smoked by some absolutely enormous you know what, mate? That, was, that thing was more scary than going to Afghan. Standing in your pants, <laughs> painted orange, in front of like 300 people where you can't see them and you've got to do a pose down against a Polish guy that weighs 22 stone. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely got, to be fair, you got shafted by that show. But, but I, you know I, what? I, I didn't care. I enjoyed it, and I, I was committed. I wasn't going to back out. Yeah, I, I changed category like last minute, and everything. So I, 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 I went down to the muscle models. <laughs> so me and Jerome, <laughs> me and Jerome decided to. We decided was it what well, last year, 2019? Decided to do a show together, didn't we? Yeah. So we we're going up against each other in classic. Done a 16 week prep together. Um, we had some highs and lows in that prep. I remember how good did those pre-workout muffins we used to get every day, the MS ones that you used to bring. They were like two kilos. We used to, we, we used to literally eat nothing all day <laughs> and just for the pre-workout. <laughs> and just lick blueberry jam out of these muffins, making orgasm noises. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got... Um, I got really poorly in peak week, you know? Yeah. So basically, without going into ins and outs, I don't want to bore everyone with bodybuilding protocol, but you obviously... You deplete yourself by barely eating any carbs for a few days and you try and load up on some carbs, blah, 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 blah. My, my carb up and depletion went all wrong. Um, and I was literally, I, I was like 48 hours out, I was pretty much not competing, but we booked the hotel and me and John had already decided to like kind of go down together, haven't we? Yeah, I crashed the ball at Tesco's. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 set, we set up on a Saturday morning, both looking like absolute skeleton aliens with a weird diet face, absolute head gone. Tesco's or Sainsbury's. Jerome, Jerome, 100% his fault, reversed straight into some guy, gets out and goes, What the fuck are you doing? Fully blamed the guy, just intimidate him out of it. And then the guy went, Oh, sorry, mate, and just kind of drove off. It was absolutely fully your fault. Fully your fault. Of course it was. Went and got his tans together, blah, 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 blah. Was it Premier Inn we're staying in? Premier Inn. Premier Inn, So I'd. This is where I pretty much am. Going off there, buddy. You back, yeah? Yeah, so I was literally um, seconds from death that Saturday night, I think. So basically, I'll tell you the full story, guys, what happened. I I tried to carb up on some sort of weird empty stomach virus, and I got some sort of blockage, and I'm pretty sure... My insides were going to absolutely burst. I thought, I thought my intestines <laughs> were bursting. I don't know what I thought. Jerome's trying to ring some sort of doctor friend and explain what's happening while I'm literally curled over on bed screaming, ah, ah, Jerome, this is it. I'm done. I'm done. Jerome is literally looking at me like, I think I have some pictures actually on my phone, right? We're in the hotel room. And your face is, because we're still trying to check in with no clothes on, stood there. Your face is literally looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy and why am I showing a hotel room with him? I'm bent over, like, screaming, crying, I'm going to die. We had to ring ambulance. Did I ring ambulance or did you ring it? You must have rung it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you worded it to the paramedics that uh, this guy did see to, but we ended up getting two or three female paramedics come up. Was it? 
Yeah, yeah two, two female paramedics come up. Yeah. I've got a blockage somewhere in my bum hole or my stomach or somewhere. <laughs> I'm sat there looking like the handsome man that he is. Go with a nice little chit chat to these paramedics while I'm trying to like almost push parts out to empty myself. <laughs> Not far, mate. Push parts out <laughs> and poo to empty myself. Uh, but I got rushed. I ended up getting not rushed. I ended up having to go to hospital. Pascal bless. I drove down from Leeds to Birmingham. What a legend! Can't she, she, yeah, she, she left had a her curry. Yeah, she, I think we've only seen each other a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, Probably still all that curry. <laughs> like... So yeah, I, 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 went, I went. This is a night before the show as well, by the way. So I'd gone to hospital thinking this is it, it's game over, and I'd gone to see some sort of specialist. To be told, I needed my bum opening up and a big poops come out and I'd be all right. So after all this would be dying, um, I get taken behind the curtain and the doctor puts a rubber glove on and the rest is history. Like, I empty myself, blah, 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 blah. Discharged from hospital at three o'clock that morning, banging on the hotel room door, Jerome, Jerome, I'm competing, I'm competing, Jerome. He's thinking, this guy must have gone home. Like, who the fuck's this banging on my door? Jump up at dark, mate. Right, that's it, bro, we're competing. He's still got that look at me thinking, what the fuck are you doing, Joe? Like, are you all right? But, and then we sat, we went to McDonald's, <laughs> sat, carved up. And yeah, long story short, I, I ended up winning that show somehow. Yeah, I won that Yeah, you won one. it. Easy, mate. Yeah, well. I won that one. So, that, that, and I, Still don't think, obviously with Pascal's help, I don't think I would have competed without without your help, I don't think. I would have probably just, yeah, I would, yeah. I would have thrown it in. I think a couple of yeah. points in that prep, I had a couple of personal issues with me, and then carried on. We were kind of competing yeah, together. Yeah. Oh, we yes. were competing together, and then if you weren't there that weekend, I, I would have probably gone home. Like, oh, we've done all this together. I can't kind of leave them to compete. So I think I went on stage pretty much just like, just see what fucking crack one, and I and I won. I won. Um, but yeah, that, that was the day where you you got put into a you, you classic, didn't you? But the guys, the guys yeah. there were absolutely large yeah, and in charge. You you you've not hmm? stepped on stage since then, have you? No, no, no. I don't think no. I will do it again. You know. Nah, I just enjoyed going to the gym and like bodybuilding. But lifting you, and since then, you've pretty much taken up bodybuilding life uh, uh, mm. as a lifestyle. But yeah, I have, yeah. Again, I guess yeah. that's because it matches yeah. how consistent you have to be. And you, you managed to pack on, you managed to pack on a lot of muscle these days. You're a big, big old boy, aren't you? Yeah, I've put on like nearly fifteen or sixteen kilos. Since and that's that time, so. that's through ruthless consistency, I would say. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned just to do the same stuff all the time and stuff I was weak at, yeah. go and do it instead of trying to shy away. You're not a kind of, you're not a weekend warrior or anything, you, so you don't lose your, you don't lose your games on a weekend, like you say, you're happy to sit in, sit in with Jess yeah, and you're yeah. still training, you don't really booze, obviously. Yeah, sit in with Jess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sit with Jess, not any coaching night, it's just sat in. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of progress, again, I hold my hands up. I'm, I'm not great for it. A lot of people's progress is hampered by by going out a weekend having a booze, blah blah blah, blah and I'm I'm, one of, I'm not one of, I'm not one of the worst. Yeah, but I like to drink my missus on a weekend. I like to drink my pals, me. But I think you've got a depending on what you want from life. That's obviously what makes you happy. You like to stick to your bodybuilding, and you like course, to sit yeah. in with Jesse. You like to do this. I like to do my training. I like to go out and get fucked sometimes. Like no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if that wasn't making you, me happy, you, then you'd have to obviously look at choices. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't. With my training and nutrition and stuff these days, I like to be on point as much as I can, but not where it's detrimental to my enjoyment. I, I've kind of, I've got out of, yeah, yeah. I'm way out of competing now. Like that's, it's not even in my realms that I'm going to compete again. I just yeah. want to be a decent Nick, and you've got okay. to kind of mm-hmm. manage expectations that. I'm not going to probably be in as good shape as when I competed, but you also have no life when you just compete, do you? So you've got to, it's managing expectations. You get out what you put in with training, don't you? 
say, yes. Yeah, you get away from but also you're a different guy now, mate. You've got your own business, exactly, you've yeah. got your gym, you've got your, you've got your family life. Like, that's a completely 360 to yeah, where you were before. Things you, know, change, so but... you got what you wanted, though. You knew what you wanted. Yeah, my, and got it. My, my that's goal, the difference yeah. between a lot of people these days that are not doing Yeah, my goal is obviously never to turn pro or do anything serious body, but I think it's kind of. That might be for you as well. Just one of them things to get up once and know you can do it, kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I had to do it just to prove. Yeah, that just, I could do just, it. yeah, just That's to know that you can kind of. And I also think, as like as coaches or trainers or PTs or whatever we call ourselves these days, if you haven't done it, you can't teach. No, it. Yeah, so. maybe not getting on stage, but getting some serious, things. serious share. I think you kind of need to. Need to look at any of the best coaches. They've been in pretty decent nick, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or or done something, done something in their field really good. Yeah, in their field. And, it doesn't yeah, need so, to be bodybuilding. No, 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 don't do bodybuilding. Yeah. Literally anything. Yeah, yeah. If you can't kind of, I always think it sounds a bit self-righteous when we say it, but people in fitness industry kind of looked at as role models. Do you know what I mean? Like your mm-hmm. clients look at you as a role model, so you've got to inspire them by being good at something. If you're some sort of lazy ass, and particularly with you, you're absolutely hammering your clients about adherence, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you don't adhere to anything. You're <laughs> yeah, you fucked my actions. I'm yeah. thinking, they're thinking, I'm on a two-week probation. Fuck that, Jerome, on two-week probation. Like, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to live to your... I, 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 I coach a little bit different to you. I do a lot of like lifestyle clients and just I'm yeah. pretty laid back in my one-to-one coaching and I whack them while they're in the sessions, but I should probably be a bit harsher, but like you say, I've got a bit, it shouldn't really affect you, but I've got, I've got a start to run and I'm, you're doing bits and bats and if anybody's coming around to yeah. the gym, you've got to go into reception and me and Brookie mm-hmm. uh, are back and forth looking after that as well. So Mike, I don't come down as hard on my clients. I'd probably like. But we all we all have our different styles of coaching. And yeah, absolutely. We'd be boring world if we all had the same. Yeah, of course. And at the end of the day, people, especially on Instagram, they seem to forget it's a fucking business, Joe. These people are paying you for a result. I'm not yeah. paying you to hug and kiss them and tell them, you know what, you're all right. It's all right to stay a little bit fat. Now they're paying you to either be lose some body fat or or improve their life. It's a business, mate. It's a transaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are getting lost. Psychologists and fucking doctors. You're not. You're a personal trainer. That's what you do. Yeah, like I said earlier in uh, earlier on, you've you've managed to just like almost like like what you said about military. You've managed to wean the week out, and you don't you don't allow them to get into your into your coaching team, do you? Yeah. So you like like like. If somebody's not gonna idea, they're not gonna get any results from you. So you're not even wasting any time by being six months down line, reiterating the same points that you've already made. So I'm, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it, mate. But the thing is, I'll, I'll, you could be, you could be unfit in the realms of not being able to run a mile or do 25 push-ups, but you could have the mindset of a motherfucker and say, you know what, Jerome, I'll fucking graft like a fucker. You're oh, in. absolutely. So you don't need to be some sort of we, we kind of make, yeah, it kind of making it sound like you just train elite people. You take a normal person. Mm. If that guy cannot run a hundred meters, you will make him fucking fall a hundred <laughs> meters. Yeah. That, 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 that's that's the difference. Like you don't care how quick he runs no. that hundred. You you're the type of coach you as long as you fucking do the hundred meters, mate. You're sound with me. Yeah. I literally don't care if it takes you half an hour. It, you crawl in, you're throwing up, like, show me you've got some fucking bollocks and and you're on my team yeah. kind of I thing. I tell them it? to mute out the pain. I say, find a positive coping strategy and mute out the fucking pain, mate. I'd... Yeah, I mean, people will have seen you coaching in Ultraflex, Normington, and not as many, obviously it's a private gym anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, but anybody who's seen you coach, the whole gym kind of looks when you're coaching things. <laughs> Fucking put that fucking paw fry in, <laughs> like do that, do that because it's like you're, you're very, you're very intense and vocal, and you, you don't let anybody have any quit. No, you? don't mate. You don't I think again that comes quit. from and being my background. You know, I can be very vocal, but that they need to be present in that moment with me. You know, and I always tell them, 
you need to realize that you're majoring in minors and you're minoring in majors. Mm. So fucking listen in, mate. Yeah. If I'm telling you to do this for 30 seconds, you are doing it for 30 seconds. Do not put your knees on the floor. We're not a fucking church. Like, I used to laugh when I used to say that to my guys. <laughs> yeah. What did we used to say? It's not a fucking holiday yeah, camp in here. It's not a fucking here. holiday camp, mate. No, it's not a hotel. hotel. No, it's not a hotel. Yeah, it's not a bed. You're not lying down. You're not holding hands with your fucking girlfriend, your girlfriend, or whoever the fuck you're in love with. Get off the floor. But do, do you know what? This this how we're speaking now can be can be used in any walk of life. We're talking mm. about it, focusing on training now, but those exact words we've used and phrases... Use that in your personal life. Use that in your business. Like, it's a certain mindset and a certain a certain type of lifestyle that you can use yeah, yeah. A, a, the whole way across the board. You saying get up off your fucking knees and do it could relate to somebody being in a gym, relate to somebody trying to start a new business, mm-hmm. relate to somebody who's unhappy with a personal life. It's kind of it's not just we're not just specifically talking about training here, no. and I, I think this is the, from my point of view. That's why you appear to be very successful with everything how you are at the minute. So your lifestyle, uh, your your training is very good because of how you are. Your personal life is very good because of how you are. Your business is flying because of how you are, and it, it translates across the board, doesn't it? Kind of yeah, thing. it can translate across the board, and and I think that so, you know people they kind of have to almost cheerfully accept the things that they cannot just change in that moment. They've got to realize that in life, in life, it doesn't matter what happens to you or where you came from. It matters what you're doing with what happens and what you've been given. Mm. So like I was saying there, it matters what you do with what happens. So what happens in that moment? What do, what does Joe Davis want? What do I want? Okay, and how can I get there? And what can I use to get there with everything that I've been given right now? It, it seems like when you speak about stuff, like you're very, you're very organized and clear about mm. that there's no wishy-washy, there's no dragging your heels or there's, this is this is the card you've been given. This is how you deal with it. Mm. Fucking crack on. There's no, and it, it, you know what? I, I I obviously agree with you, but some people that that probably think you think me or yeah. things kind of like that mm. is thinks that fuck it. There, who the fuck are them hard nosed cunts? Like, oh, it's all well and good for them, blah blah blah. But like we've like we've already discussed, you act born like that. No. You've been taught these morals, and you and you've learned that that is how you've you've got to be to to be happy isn't it like you said in the and, one of the I think one of the very first things you said it's a choice Joe yeah it's their choice you know and like I said to you earlier on in the day you know all these obstacles you know they're always new to us and I'm not I'm not some like machine that can just keep doing it but I programmed and trained myself into the fact that you know yeah. I need to I want to I have to and I'm never going to say I can't your your mindset allows you to deal or see the positive in anything, doesn't it? Positive, like so, positivity attracts positivity, or yeah, like if strong people will attract stronger people. If you're sat there feeling depressed and anxious and anxiety, and I get all those things are real, I do, but then you have to look at what is your positive coping strategy. For that point, like I talked about before, you got to mute that pain out. Mm. You know, it's kind of almost like again, without going into COVID, if there was some sort of announcement tomorrow that we're locked down for another six months, mm. that you've almost got blinkers on you, and it doesn't it doesn't register with you. You're like, yeah, whatever, sound. This is what I'm going to do with it, and I'm going to deal with it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be, and I'm sure a lot of people would be. I would love to be like that because what I do is generally. I'll get that bad news, or what I perceive to be bad news, take it on and let it, let it drag me down for a while. It might be a day, it might be an hour, it might be a couple of days, and then kind of drag myself out of it. Yeah. Whereas you, you have your blinkers on straight away, mm. and you're like, sound, whatever, yeah. crack on. Because uh, 
you might die tomorrow, mate. There's no point in dragging your yeah, nose, is there? Yeah. That's, 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 that's how I will live. That's how I live. 24 hours a day, you're not guaranteed tomorrow, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already said that so many times. Yeah. Yeah. I love to be able to... I think you can change how you are. Yeah, you can, yeah. I would love you just to, got... to, 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 to be like that. Yeah, you just got to make the choice, mate. You know, change your story, change your life. Mm. You've got some mad thick phrases. That's you, all you got to do. You need like, you need like a quote. <laughs> Fucking hell! Here you come. You're coming out. And you come out with some phrases. And I think he's definitely reading them off Google. Like, no way he's coming with them. But <laughs> just, <laughs> just rattle them off. It's just you know, like sometimes I sit like I talked to my friend a few weeks ago, and like I, this is probably a way out there, but I spent a long time, um, really bothered about what I was going to do and what people thought of me. I really did, you know what I mean? And I used to sleep at night and I used to go through processes in my mind about how I would walk down the street. And you know what, how this is out there, Joe, so just take it as it is, how I would fucking kill every motherfucker in that street, mate, how I would do it. Because I was so fucking angry with the fact that nobody understood everything I'd been through to get to this point where I'm at now. But I had to realise how I'm going to take that anger and that realisation that all I'm doing is overwhelming myself to the point where I now have to prioritise my actions and I have to understand that those tasks need to be outsourced. So I need to outsource those tasks to another part of my brain, understand that moving forward. And having more focus and more attention to what I need and my goals will get me to where I want to be. So, so that that that's that kind of shows as well to people what you just said there is. You, you can teach yourself to have that the match. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you're you you haven't always been like you are now. No, no, no. Like no. it's easy. It's easy for people to say, "Oh, Jerome's really good at dealing with situations. He's fine." But you've taught yourself. To be like that, you mm. just said, I don't know, from five, six, seven, eight years ago, you didn't know what you wanted to do and you dealt with things differently. Yeah, so yeah. anybody now, like, it's like I go back to myself, which is easy to use me an example. Yeah. In five years' time, potentially, I could have that exact same mind frame as you and so can anybody else if you, if you, if you teach it to yourself. Yeah. It's, not that you're, it's not that you're lucky or you've been blessed with that. You've... That's how you've chose. That's the path you've chosen. We are like, yeah, and it you, is, mate. And I think like people are, people like people are only living the life they think they deserve. So if you sit down right now and you, and you, anybody's listening to this and they go, you know what, I am only listening, living the life I think I deserve. I deserve more. Like stop thinking that you can't have more, because until you're yeah, ready you, to admit you, to change, and adapt to the change. Your mindset won't grow. You are fully. This uh, this is probably what I've realised since taking over at Airstar. And that you you are fully in control of your own life. Mm, yeah, fully, one hundred percent. You are fully in control of how much you earn, uh, your personal life. Like you, you are literally. You can do pretty much whatever you want, can't you? Yeah. That sounds really cheesy to say that, but yeah, but it, t- it took you that time. I think going from who you were to being an owner of a gym and understand that that was a business and that you're now responsible for people, mate. Yeah. Responsible yeah, yeah for, you are the boss. You're accountable. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and I kind of feel, I feel responsible for, and Brookie does as well. We feel responsible for 300 members. So you are for, those yeah. 300 people mm-hmm. are ours to look after. Obviously some people have seen, Back end of last year when we were trying to stay up, and yeah, we've yeah, got yeah. we've got guys um, guys and girls that have some fucking mental health issues, and we we are responsible for those people, aren't we? Yeah, like, you are, they're because our, they're our yeah. members. That hour a day or that two hours a day that they go to your facility, mate, is probably the best two hours of the day. That's their time. Yeah. That's their time, and it doesn't matter that it's. I always tell people at the gym. It's just a room full of metal and plastic. They're fucking inanimate objects, right? Yeah. But it's what you do with that time in that building. It doesn't mean that going and doing 10 sets of bicep curls is going to 
suddenly make you realise I need to change my life. But until you realise that we are overwhelmed at times. Is is it is it in any of your goals to own a gym or a facility or have your own like little studio or are you I know you've obviously only really got deep into coaching the last couple of years, but what yeah. are kind of your That's 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 something that Jess uh, definitely wants to do. Yeah, you obviously your your, your other half is a yeah. She's one of the best female coaches in league. She's, she she's great. Yeah, yeah, I would say. So. Yeah, unbiased. Yeah, so, so yeah, something like a obviously that that'd be cool for you yeah. and Jess to kind of own a. What what I want to do is well. I'm starting the process now is I want to do a program called Survive the Cut, and I'm That's I'm sick, I'm going to leave coaching and I'm going to do Survive the Cut, and it's going to be eight, twelve, or twenty four hour periods in time where people will come and see me and I will put them through 8, 12 or 24 hours of arduous complete and utter change around time wow like uh, sick man I'm going to do sea land and air so it'll be be done at the beach it'll be done in the air where you'll jump out of planes and it'll be done on the land where I'll take you up in the forest and I'll teach you how to survive, how to light fire. Ah, it's like the SAS, the SAS thing on the yeah, basically, uh, on yeah. TV. Like I'm going to do it for yeah. real people. I'm going to do it for people that can't get on TV. I'm going to do it for the people yeah, that yeah, go yeah. to gyms. I'm going to do it for the people. Because that, that, that unlocks people's mindset and potential, stuff like that, like moments like that. Just, I don't, this is just mm. from what I've seen when it's on TV. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moments like that kind of change people's lives, don't they? So that would be sick. That you could like potentially be changing. You already are changing people's lives, but in moments or hours, really. Yeah. Aren't you? I want people to come, you know, and there'll be an interview process and there'll be an application process, you know, and you'll get yeah. vetted, and that's how I'm going to do it. But sick idea, you know, that's something that is something I definitely would not do because I cannot jump out of planes. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like heights. I don't like the sea. That's where she comes. If there's anything nice, anything nice and cozy, Jerome, where you can just set me up to do a bench press. Then uh, you can come. Like just being, you can come and sit in the tent with me, mate. Oh yeah, just pretend I'm out of sport. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you don't fucking do this, you're gonna have my right hand man, Mr. Davis, on your fucking. Why don't I just buy it? I could just put a hack squat on the beach, mate. You could just make him do hack squats so they'll. Spin. Yeah, we'll just make him do hack squats up there. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> Hey dear. Right, Jerome. I think we're gonna we're coming up God we're nearly an hour already. Yeah, man, I'm gonna yeah. probably try and wrap it up. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. Wrap it up there, but obviously say like like I say guys, this is a very first episode, so I'm 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 so grateful that I've had that I've had Jerome on and he was number one on my list just to get on. You took time, man. As you can tell with an hour with him, he is an absolutely sick guy. So um <laughs> Jerome, stay on for a little bit after this. But yeah, thank you very much, guys. Um, And we will see you all next week. But yeah, let me know your feedback, guys. Thank you.